This Week in Tech. Now's your chance to get caught up on all that's happening in the technology around Akron and the rest of the world. Now, here's Gene Destro. This week, the link between Internet access and your health, how China is scoring and penalizing citizens for what they do online, why your phone's fingerprint reader isn't so safe after all, and how flying cars may one day help you sail high above traffic jams. All this and more coming up. Researchers at the Case Western Reserve University School of Medicine say they've uncovered a link between a lack of internet service in Cleveland's low-income, predominantly African-American neighborhoods and major health problems. Dr. Scott Frank explains why what he calls digital redlining can have serious consequences. Digital access allows people to get access to their MyChart features that most hospital systems now have. This allows them to follow their blood tests and physician notes and recommendations online. And not having that access represents a disadvantage. But beyond that, the use of the Internet to search out different aspects of disease and treatment promotes self-management and self-management of chronic disease has been demonstrated to be one of the most important features of how effectively chronic disease is controlled. Now, while a lack of internet infrastructure is not an issue in all low-income neighborhoods nationwide, for example, here in Akron, we have fast broadband coverage citywide. What recent Census Bureau data shows is that on a national basis, lower-income Americans are less likely to have a broadband internet subscription either at home or on their cell phones. Case Western's Urban Health Initiative Director Amy Schoen. For patients who may have cell phone service interruptions because they can't pay their phone bills, being able to get those messages in the portal whenever they can go into the library or borrow a phone to look in the app, then you don't have to worry about playing telephone tag or a message coming onto a borrowed phone or something like that. But patients also get empowered to track their health, to manage their own conditions, to be able to look back at what was the advice that my doctor told me about and wrote up in the after-visit summary. I couldn't take it all in while I was talking to the doctor, but I can summon that record back up anytime. If I'm homeless, I don't have to worry about hanging on to the piece of paper that they gave me when I left the doctor's office. So with that in mind, in addition to trying to convince internet service providers to expand their networks into more neighborhoods, Dr. Frank has this recommendation. Provide people with chronic disease with a cell phone and a data plan in order for them to effectively manage their condition. This would be a cost-effective approach that uh, would allow improved self-management of their disease, but doesn't necessarily fit into the boundaries of uh, the usual medical intervention. Speaking of the internet, what if it operated a hundred times faster than it does today? Well, maybe someday, in the not-too-distant future, it will, thanks to some new research being done in Australia. Researchers at RMIT, reporting in the journal Nature Communications, have found a practical way to greatly expand the information capacity of fiber optics by effectively creating a third dimension for light to carry data. 
Current fiber optics use light pulses in horizontal or vertical waves. This new system twists the light in a double helix spiral, and the more angular the momentum, the more information it can carry. U.S. researchers had previously experimented with twisted light, but it required a detector the size of a dinner table, making it impractical. This new system uses a detector the width of a human hair. Its developers believe the system can speed data transfer by a hundred times, and they hope to have it in operation within the next two years. And that's for your information. I'm Jim Shenevy, CBS News. And in China, the government is monitoring its citizens' online activity and ranking them with a social score, which could have some pretty serious consequences. I'm Katrina Yu in Beijing, where Chinese state media has announced the rolling out of a social credit system by 2021. Beijing's municipal government will assign citizens and organizations scores measuring trustworthiness, which will impact access to finance, public services, and employment. Critics say it intensifies the government's already strict control over its people. And just when you thought your fingerprints were safe from hackers, think again. New research shows how fake digital fingerprints created by artificial intelligence can fool fingerprint scanners on smartphones, raising the risk of hackers stealing from victims' online bank accounts. Apple and Samsung phones use fingerprint readers to unlock the devices, and major banks, including Wells Fargo, increasingly let customers access their checking accounts using their fingerprints. Researchers created convincing-looking digital fingerprints that fooled some security systems. Today's fingerprint scanners often include heat sensors to be sure a real live person and not some distant hacker is trying to gain access. But the new research is a reminder that digital technology works just as well for criminals as it does for everybody else and that genuine digital security is a goal that may never be entirely achieved. I'm Jeff Colvin. Apple has a brand new online store for veterans and their families. Brian Van Miller reports. The tech giant has launched a dedicated online store for military members, veterans, and their immediate families that includes a 10% discount on almost all other products. That discount includes hardware, software, speakers, and accessories, but it looks like Apple Music content is not included. Active military members and veterans have been eligible in the past for a discount in stores, but that discount did not apply to some of the hottest items, specifically the iPhone and the Apple Watch. Plus, in the physical store, the discount only amounts to a range between 2 and 6%. If you cannot get online, military members and their family can go to a store and take advantage of the 10% off. An employee will help them navigate the site and place the order. If the store happens to have the item in stock, you can take it with you that day. Tesla founder Elon Musk is insisting he won't be tamed, either by government regulators or by Tesla's board of directors. Vicki Barker has more. On CBS's 60 Minutes, Musk dissing the SEC, which effectively ousted him as Tesla's CEO. I, I, I want to I be clear. I do not respect the SEC. I do not respect them. Dismissing the suggestion that the new CEO has any control over him or his company. I can just call for a shareholder vote and get anything done that I that I want. Unrepentant about the tweets that landed him in hot water in the first place. I use my tweets to express myself. <laughs> Some people oh use God. their hair. I use Twitter. Board members no doubt tearing their hair out over that one. Vicki Barker, CBS News.
Volkswagen is going to stop making gas-powered cars in 2026. I'm Brian Cooley from CNET's Roadshow. Volkswagen has an end in sight for combustion engines, and that date is 2026. After that, VW says they will never again launch a new model that runs on combustion unless required in places where there's just no charging infrastructure. VW has earmarked over $10 billion to invest in electric powertrain development. Now, these are big moves for a company roughly tied with Toyota as the world's biggest car maker. Now, while it's a leader by that metric, it's behind in EVs. Tesla, GM, Nissan, probably even Ford rank ahead of it in terms of pure or highly electric cars. Our first taste of VW electrification should come from their group's Porsche with the all-electric Taycan, which goes on sale in 2019. It's roughly a Tesla Model S killer, but it will show the core technology, charging, and range religion we can probably expect from VW. High-tech cars and modern driving at CoolionCars.com. And a South Florida city is planning for the cars of tomorrow. CBS News correspondent Wendy Gillette has the high-flying details. This probably sounds a little Jetsons-like. Meet George Jetson! But a new development in Miami is making space for a flying car dock. The Paramount Miami World Center is adding a residential skyport on its 60th floor penthouse level. Developers in the city think transportation, drones, or air taxis are coming soon, within 10 or 15 years. Three projects in the city will offer landing pads. Wendy Gillette, CBS News. And that's it for now. See you next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news and find more online at wakr.net.